And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you all are having a terrific week. Uh, great show today. I was joined by the great Dove Heikend. Uh, Dove is a former longtime uh, Democratic lawmaker in the state of New York, and he's also the founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism. Uh, we talked about last night's debate, which was a absolute dumpster fire. Uh, we talked about Bernie Sanders and what he means to the future of the Democratic Party. We break it all down. I think you guys really enjoy it. Uh, before I get to Dove, uh, I need to say hi to our sponsors over at Man Beard Company. All right, guys, I just got back in town uh, to Ohio. I was in Los Angeles for a couple days on a quick work trip, and I forgot my beard oil at home. Uh, so I was <laughs> hanging out in Beverly Hills looking like an idiot with a scruffy-looking beard because I forgot to bring my Man Beard Company beard oil with me. Big mistake. Don't be like me. <laughs> Make sure you get yourself some Man Beard Company beard oil. Man Beard Company beard oils have the appropriate amount of fatty acids, vitamin E, and vitamin A to keep your beard in great shape. It promotes even, strong beard growth. Um, it, look, you'll notice the effects after just a couple days. It is really great stuff. It keeps your beard strong and soft. It's not oily. It's not greasy. It smells great. Uh, believe me, guys, I've, I've used some bad beard oils in my day. This stuff is premium stuff. Best in the business. Uh, check them out over at manbeardco.com. That is manbeardco.com. Use the promo code no gimmicks. Once again, the promo code no gimmicks. That's one word to get a great deal on your order of beard oil. Uh, guys, also please follow us on Twitter at no gimmicks pod. If you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five star rating and good review. I would really appreciate it. All right, without further ado, here's my chat with Dove Hikant. <laughs> All right, guys, we are here with longtime New York State Assemblyman and founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism, the great Dove Hikind. Dove, thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, I'm delighted to be with you. All right, so I, I wanted to talk to you today about Bernie Sanders and what he means for the future of the Democratic Party and all that, and we'll dive deep into that here in just a second. But uh, briefly, um, we have to mention last night's debate, um, the last Democratic debate before Super Tuesday. I was on a plane all day yesterday. I couldn't watch it live, but I caught up on a— all the highlights, or, or should I say lowlights, um, this morning. Um, <laughs> the, the Democrats basically have one week. They, they have one week left uh, to stop Bernie Sanders from becoming their nominee. And some would say it, it's probably already too late, but they have one week left. I don't think any of these other people did anything to accomplish that goal. Uh, the, the, the debate was a disaster. The moderators were embarrassingly bad. Uh, nobody really stood out. It was a bunch of screaming and yelling and and in communist talk. And it was I, so did you see anything uh, in last night's debate that would lead you to believe that that any of the other candidates can stop Bernie Sanders? Uh, look, I don't I don't think so. But it was uh, last night's debate. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I the only thing I couldn't figure out is why Bernie Sanders didn't move to Cuba if he thought it was such a wonderful place. <laughs> it's, Seriously. Like, or, I, or one of the other countries that he's in love with, you know, you know, why did he stay in the United States? He's in love with these dictatorships. Isn't it interesting? 
He loves all the dictatorships and the one democracy in the world surrounded by enemies, the state of Israel, that's the country he picks on and goes after. I mean, it, it is really beyond comprehension what has happened to the Democratic Party. It is a disaster, no question about it. It, it absolutely is. And, and Bernie has doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on his support for Fidel Castro and I mean, really, like you like you mentioned, communist dictatorships everywhere, from the USSR to Cuba to the Sandinistas to Venezuela. I mean, he even praised you know communist China for for goodness sakes. He said that the, the Chinese communists raised people out of poverty. Well, okay, uh, but they they murdered eighty million people. It was the largest. You know, they they killed as many people as Genghis right. Khan. So I mean, this is Bernie Sanders' ideology from from where I'm sitting. You know that anything, uh, literally anything, up into and including genocide is acceptable if the end result is is communism. I mean that that's legitimate like Russian revolution thinking. Yeah, I look I don't know why we're surprised. Look at the people uh who represent him, who support him. I mean he's got a he is a magnet for anti-semites. You look at Linda Sarsour uh, who has indulged in vile anti-semitism. You look at that whole group, Taleb, Omar, AOC isn't it interesting how all of them have been attracted to one single guy, Bernie Sanders? Uh, I mean, these are people who undermine, again, I repeat, the one democracy. People, by the way, who are so critical of the United States, but in love with dictatorships. You don't hear a word uh, coming from any of these people who are surrogate Bernie Sanders. The remarkable thing is uh, that we are Democrats. Where is Chuck Schumer? Where is Jerry Nadler? Where is Schiff? Where are all these people who were so critical of the president? Didn't, you know, day in, day out, they lived it 24 hours a day in terms of the president. These people are cowards. They are silent. In light of what Bernie Sanders represents, the things that he has said, has one single member of the United States Congress reacted to Bernie Sanders' remarks about Israel last night. One, tell me one single Democrat who has said anything. Uh, it is a really sad moment for the Democratic Party, and they are slowly but surely committing suicide. In the same breath last night, you know, Bernie praised communist dictatorships, praised Fidel Castro, who, of course, uh, I mean, the first thing Fidel Castro did upon taking power was to enslave or murder all the homosexuals and and all the ethnic minorities. I mean, literally, he targeted the black Cubans and the gay Cubans first, and then in the same breath, he calls Benjamin Netanyahu a racist. It's like, okay, what? Yeah, a racist for it's, for, for what exactly? For protecting his people, including the what the twenty to twenty five percent of the Israeli population who are Arab Muslims. I mean, that makes Netanyahu a racist. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just laughable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bernie Sanders, you know, he keeps some calling himself a proud Jew. Have you noticed? And it's with oh. proud Jews like Bernie Sanders that that the Jewish people face disaster. It, it, again, as you pointed out, you have this democracy in the Middle East called, you know, the state of Israel, surrounded by those who openly say, we want to destroy Tel Aviv. We want to get rid of this Jewish state. One democracy. And by the way, everyone in this democracy, Israel, whether you are gay, whatever it is, you are treated the same way as everyone else. But nonetheless, think about it. People like Bernie Sanders and Lewis Sir, 
whole group, this cabal, this cabal that exists, they they're in love with countries where homosexuals are murdered, are strung up. Think about it. The hypocrisy. They call themselves progressives, liberals. Is that a joke? Is that a farce? That this is how they describe themselves in love with dictatorships, in love with countries that murder their people. But the Jewish state, the one place in the world, you know, where the Jewish people are located, six million Jews, Bernie Sanders goes after that state. Oh, my God. And he undermines. This is a very serious thing I want to point out. What he is doing you know, it is the enemies of Israel that are cheering those in the Middle East. It's Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad. They're cheering. What a joke that the Jew Bernie Sanders is the one that is undermining the security of the state of Israel. What? How ironic is that? I did see that ad where Bernie Sanders, you know, he called himself a proud Jew and stuff like that. And I, I'm a Christian. I hate it when when politicians do this with Christianity as well. I mean, I, I do not care that, that Bernie Sanders was born Jewish. The man's an atheist. Uh, he doesn't uh, he obviously doesn't hold any values that are really compatible with the Torah. Obviously, you see same thing on the Christian side with a guy like Pete Buttigieg. He calls himself a devout Christian. Then he you know, he says that uh, abortion should be on demand up till or the point of birth or even after birth, you know, infanticide at this point. It's like, OK, I, I, I hate I hate that these politicians uh, tr- they claim to to adhere to re- our religious values when they obviously are lying, and they they do it wh- whether it's with Judaism or Christianity. I think it's just disgusting either way. Look, I agree with you, and Sanders does it on a regular basis. Uh, right. Look, he is he look he is a Jew, but that's the beginning and the end of his relationship with the Jewish people. Uh, and the fact that, uh, as I point out, and, and it is sad that, unfortunately, the liberal media has not picked up on this, there's been a little bit of it in the last couple of days. But the bottom line is, if you are an anti-Semite, if you hate Israel, your place is with Bernie Sanders, the Jew. is. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It is beyond comprehension. And uh, again, as, as I'm saying, uh, if Bernie Sanders is the candidate of the Democratic Party, and by the way, let me be honest with you, you know, I don't think that highly of the rest of the candidates. I got to tell you that uh, last night when Bloomberg was given a chance to speak about Israel, the embassy and so on, you know, I was watching the debate when I saw his response, which was so weak, so incoherent, so inarticulate. I got to tell you, I got up and I said, let him go to hell. Period. I'm done. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. None of the candidates last night impressed me at, at the very least. I want, one thing before we move on from from Bernie Sanders is I, I just want to point out his ideology. You know, he he praises uh, all, all while you know villainizing Israel and calling Netanyahu a racist. He praises Fidel Castro and says because Fidel Castro, uh, you know, taught the Cuban people how to read. He said he, he had a massive. Uh, literacy program, which one is, is kind of BS. I mean, the, the Cuban people were already very literate uh, at the time of the Cuban Revolution in the 60s, or late 50s, rather. Um, but, uh, like, just take that, like, follow that that destructive, ridiculous line of thinking to its reasonable conclusion. I mean, like, are, are you going to say because Hitler built the Autobahn? <laughs> it's like, okay, I mean, exactly. Nero, exactly. N- Nero, you know, maybe Nero fixed up some aqueducts. 
in, in Rome, or maybe Nebuchadnezzar built some roads, or, hey, I mean, look, take, take, take that ideology to its reasonable conclusion. Satan himself distributed free apples to a homeless wo- woman living in a garden. Okay, does that, does that mean the devil is a good guy? I mean, like, take this evil line of thinking to its logical conclusion. There's no end to it. You could praise any murderous dictator in the history of the world. You could praise Genghis Khan for opening up trade routes. Okay, and he murdered 50 million people. So it's like, it's such a destructive way to think about the world. It, it is uh, pathetic on the part of Bernie Sanders. You know, he mentions uh, Cuba and teaching people uh, how to read. Read what? There was no freedom of freedom right. of the press, freedom of expression. So what is he talking about? You know, and if, you know, it reminds me also people who uh, have a relationship with Farrakhan, the most vile anti-Semite in this country. And they will say things like, well, you know, he does a lot of good stuff. You hear that? He does good stuff. Adolf Hitler, when he came to power in Germany, uh, got rid of a lot of the unemployment. And then he went on to murder 20 million people. Isn't that wonderful? And that's the same kind of thinking you, you get from Bernie Sanders. And he doesn't get it. You know why? Because he's not listening to anybody. This is a man who is living, you know, 50 years ago, he felt this way. 40 years ago. And last night, he still felt the same way. He cannot, you know, politicians have a problem. They can never say, I'm wrong. I made a mistake. Let's go on. Let's move on. Uh, Impossible. You know, he is stuck where he was in the 1960s. Hasn't changed, will not change. And again, I repeat, you know, if he loved Cuba that much and was such a great fan of each and every one of these dictatorships, Why did he take his wife and move to one of these places so he could help build those societies? You know, he's critical of America, but a great fan of all of these left wing dictatorships. The thing is about nominating when you nominate a candidate for president from one of the two major parties, you buy it, you break it, you buy it. And so, so what is what does this mean for the party? What does this mean for for your party? You you were an elected Democrat for decades. When Bernie Sanders is the nominee, his platform is the official platform of the Democratic Party, a platform of Marxism, of anti-Semitism, of oppression, of anti-Americanism. I mean, that is that will officially be the new Democratic Party platform once they nominate Bernie Sanders in June, which I believe they will. How do they come back? Like, how do you rec- how do you become a Marxist party and come back from that? Well, you know, listen, it'll be a wonderful lesson for the Democratic Party. The Democrat Party will get exactly what it deserves because all of these months, no one has really spoken out within the Democratic Party. Why aren't Democrats, uh, moderate Democrats, where, where have they been all of these past months as Bernie Sanders was advocating the things he was advocating? They were silent. There was no outcry within the Democratic Party. By the way, it's called being a coward. It's cowardice. Why haven't Democrats spoken out? The reason is a very simple one, because it's the progressives. It's Tlaib and Omar and AOC. They're running the show in the Democratic Party, and moderate Democrats are scared to oppose these people because they're afraid they'll have a they'll have a primary. They'll have to run for re-election with someone running against them. They don't have the guts to stand by what they truly believe in. You know, politicians, and look, I spent 36 years in the New York State Assembly 
running 18 times. Uh, uh, politicians just want to get reelected. It takes courage to be able to stand up and just forget about the label of Democrat Republican. You know, you you need to be an American first. You need when there's anti-Semitism, you don't look whether it's coming from a Democrat or a Republican. One standard for hate. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the Democratic Party uh, has lost its way. It has been silent. Uh, uh, again, I call it cowardice on the part of leading Democrats. Where are they? Where are the navigators of the world to speak out about what's going on in their own party? All they want to see is what's going on on the political right to blame Trump, to to put all the blame on the right, which is outrageous and ridiculous. So you know what's going to happen? They're going to end up with Bernie Sanders, and it will be a disaster for the Democratic Party, and I hope it will be a disaster, and the Democratic Party will deserve that disaster. I totally agree, and I have, I have a question for you. A lot of conservatives are split on this. Um, and uh, a lot of conservatives are, are happy that Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee because they think, and probably rightfully so, I'd say, that he's uh, the easiest candidate for President Trump to beat in November. Uh, I do not agree with that. Even if he is the easiest to beat, I, 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 <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one of these conservatives that wants to absolutely destroy the Democratic Party. Like I think the country's a better place when we have two healthy, viable non-Marxist, non-anti-Semitic parties. I think the country's better that way. And so I, I think it's actually bad for, for the American politics generally that they're they're nominating Bernie Sanders. But And even so, I'd rather take a candidate like Joe Biden or somebody like that. Well, I mean, maybe a, a Joe Biden from five years ago who knew where he was uh, and knew what he was talking about. But, but somebody like that, somebody... He's not a moderate, but somebody more moderate, just because the risk of, of what would happen if he somehow beat President Trump would be far less than the risk of, let's say, Trump does something crazy uh, in October and, and somehow loses to Bernie Sanders. That would be catastrophic for the future of the country. So, like, I'm kind of at odds with a lot of my fellow Republicans that are almost rooting Bernie on because they think he's a, he'd be a sacrificial lamb to President Trump. I just don't see it that way. I think even if he does get blown out by the president— He's still moving the Democratic Party wildly to the left. I think that's even him being nominated, which I think will happen, is still going to be destructive to to American politics going forward. Well, first of all, I agree with your 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 thinking. Uh, I, but I also want to say uh, you never take anyone for granted in politics. And that includes Bernie Sanders in terms right. of the election in November. Uh, you know, it could be an amazing victory, but you got to take it very, very seriously. But I totally agree with you. I was hoping one or two candidates on the Democratic side uh, would do much better, that I would feel more comfortable if one of them were to actually win. It would be OK. It, it, it would be OK. We'd live with it. But unfortunately, I, I can't think of anyone. I mean, you know, Biden may be a nice guy, a nice grandfather, you know. Oh, but he's lost. He really is. When you watch him carefully, he doesn't articulate. I mean, is this the guy who's going to be the president of the United States? And then you watch someone like Bloomberg. It just goes to show you 
You can have $60 billion. It doesn't mean you're articulate or uh, you can speak clearly and be able to respond. I mean, last night to me, I mean, he wasn't as bad as the first debate, but he, when it came to Israel, which which is so important to me, the security of the people of Israel, uh, and his response with regard to Bernie Sanders, as I said to you, at that moment when he finished, I said, I've heard enough. I, I can't deal with this. So I do agree with you. I wish there was a, a real competition in terms of ideas and values and, and being more moderate. But, you know, I, I don't see it at the present time in terms of the candidates that will be standing uh, after Super Tuesday, which will probably be Bloomberg, Biden and Sanders. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I wish, as you do, that one of them would be someone that you and I could say, okay, not exactly what I think, not exactly what I believe, but you know what? Good for the country. Uh, so, you know, that is not the case, and it's very, very sad. I mean, we don't have a choice. There's not going to be much of a choice come uh, this November. Uh, so, look, we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a long, long way to go, but no one should take Bernie Sanders for granted. You know, anyone who thinks that with Bernie Sanders, you can go home and you don't even have to vote because it's over before it even starts. Don't do that. That would be very, very dangerous. Right. And I always uh, use the analogy of football teams when they're up uh, with a small lead in the fourth quarter and they start playing prevent defense. They start playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And that's uh that's a recipe for disaster. That's that's when you know that's when you know Tom Tom Absolutely. Brady puts it together and throws three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to beat your team. You know, and uh, oh man, we, maybe we should have been more aggressive and not just played not to lose. So yeah, I I hope the Trump team and I hope Republicans generally and and the independents who will be voting for Trump. You know, they they campaign and they donate and they they work like they're behind, even though they're not. You know, you, you have to act like Absolutely. you're playing from behind. It ain't over till it's over. And and listen, I there's no reason in the world that uh, President Trump should not win this election. I wish he would tweet a little less and be more careful about what he says. Uh, but in terms of accomplishments, in terms of things that he the things that he promised and in terms of the things that he's accomplished, uh, you know, he's got an amazing record. Uh, but all the tweeting and the insulting and all the rest of that, you know, I wish he could just put away his Twitter account for a little bit. I totally agree. I hope uh I hope you know whoever he respects the most, Mulvaney or maybe you know his daughter and son-in-law there in the White House, maybe at least by September 1st, just confiscate the president's phone, lock it in a safe and give it back to him on November 4th. I think that would be extremely wish, beneficial. <laughs> we listen, I I wish that was possible. Uh you know, we wouldn't I wouldn't advocate taking his phone away. That's uh, th- that would be cruel and unusual punishment. But we should definitely limit uh, the amount of uh, tweeting he does for his benefit, for his benefit, because the only person who can lose this election for Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the tweeting will stop. I mean, my friends can't even get me to stop tweeting. I'm 31 years old and uh, middle class. <laughs> and I can't imagine if I were a 75 year old billionaire. Uh, I, I don't think uh, you'd be able to convince me to do anything I don't want to do. So, unfortunately, I don't think that's realistic. It, it, I, but Yeah, look, it's only an idea, but uh, it's not going to happen. You and I know that. 
<laughs> right. Dove, thank you so much for the time, sir. Uh, before I let it you is, go... It's absolutely my pleasure. Well, before I let you go, let everybody know uh, how to get involved with uh, Americans Against Anti-Semitism. So uh, go to Americans, americansaa.org, uh, and you'll have an opportunity to participate, to support us financially. Look, we're out there. We're doing things, not afraid to speak out, standing up and trying to do the right thing in light of the anti-Semitism that's out of control in this country. And so much of it is happening in progressive, liberal New York, New Jersey. Amazing, you know, uh, that we, we have numbers in terms of hate crimes that we have never seen before since they started keeping statistics. So uh, we just gotta be there and make a difference in any way we can. Some can do more, some can do less. So it's americansaa.org. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely, sir. Everybody go to americansaa.org. Everybody follow Dove on Twitter at Dove. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.